We're going to have to figure out what we're going to do come June 3rd when the boys returns. Do we pause on the know. night talk or? We could talk. We could watch that as well. I, I probably will. So I don't mind talking about that too. But giving up the night, man, I, I just don't know if I can. All right, we'll do double duty then, I guess. Yeah, we can read less comic books. That's the entire core premise of this podcast at this point. Well, at, no, at this point, I think it's Nightman. Need that Nightman podcast. I'm absolutely going to get a Nightman logo tattoo at some point. I've decided. You've got to. Nightman is so fucking cool. The only thing that makes me nervous, it's very similar to the Moon Knight logo. Mm. I hope it's at least going in the opposite direction. So well, it's not completely the same, but. Let's see right now. What? So the Moon Knight logo looks like it's like the arc is on the left, right? And the points are on the right. Yeah. Let's, let's look at Nightman logo. I hope they intentionally designed it in the opposite direction to avoid any cease and desist. I hope so, too. But, I mean, eventually, Marvel bought out Malibu Comics, so it is currently a Marvel property, so... I don't... Yeah, and it's, like, typing in Nightman logo, they don't show me the Crescent Moon at all. It just has, like, the Nightman. But, like, maybe on his face, that logo? I don't know. Let's go back through the book. Yeah, we'll have to. You'll have to double-check. Well, anyway, you ready to get in, get into the Nightman? Because I am. You know, I'm always ready for that. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Night Talk. It's Dave. And I'm Donnie. Today, we're, of course, talking about Nightman, Season 1, Episode 6. We're face talking off. about... Face-to-face. Face. Yeah, face-to-face. Face. And we're talking about Nightman, Issues 4-6, to six, and X-Deaths of Wolverine, the uh, the lesser of the three things. Yep. So let me, let me hit that drop. Night Talk! All right, let's start with the Nightman, face-to-face. How many uh, Marvel movies have a current or former president uh, featured in it? Can you think of even a single one? Nope. Yeah, so Nightman wins that one. This one has made me question and decided to change every political view I've ever (laughs) had. I know. (laughs) Because if this dude is so cool that he's appearing on the fucking Nightman, how can he be that bad? Aside from like the racism and like the just like trash human being status of him, I he think we had a fucking nightmare wrong. for Christ's sake. I mean, you <laughs> can't be a hundred percent evil. That's true. And I'm, unlike make the, America unlike great the again, show, bro. right? Bring back the nightman. I'll vote for you. I I mean, if I would have saw this before the whatever election, um, I would have probably voted for him. He's oh. the nightman, right? I that should have been in his platform. I don't follow politics at all. I'm a complete idiot. I shouldn't have the right to vote by any means, but I'm yeah. a thousand percent voting for this dude specifically because he appeared on this fucking show for all of eternity now. Yeah. Trump 2024. Yeah. Make America great again. Nightman. <laughs> yeah. I hope they bring back a nightman tie in issue. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is a political podcast now. Make America great again. N word. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that that was very amusing. That that was that guest appearance that I read about before. But uh, it's, it's funny to finally see him. It's weird how, like, even back in 1997 when this aired, how they realized like what a complete piece of human shit scumbag fucking train wreck of a human being this guy was they don't reference him by name a single time in the fucking episode they specifically go out of their way to jump around saying his name when they're reviewing the tape of him robbing the bank and they go oh it's a perfect match for that guy yeah he sure does look exactly like him as they point to it with refusing to say the word trump 
They should have. They should let everybody know. I I think in hindsight, this was the right move to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. That's awesome, though. You know, in the first episode, um, David Hasselhoff was in it, but I didn't notice. And I guess, d- did you notice that? Where? No. Was he like he was a like guest on the, the on the train trolley party? No, he was one of the henchmen of the whoever the fuck. It must have been the second episode where he's nightmanning around. But he maybe maybe he got melted with the neutrino gun or whatever. I didn't notice that at but all. I didn't either. But apparently he was in that. Just he might have been uncredited or something too. But that is pretty awesome. I do like the hilarious celebrity guests in this show. So yeah, Donald Trump is in this because this uh, this bad guy has the power to use like I guess Death nanobots. Mask. Death mask from the first issue we read. Oh, is it? Th- but he's not wearing other people's he, faces. So, he's just copying them. It's like a lamer version of death. Well, mask. obviously you can't have someone skin a human's face off for fucking WGN television. I wish. But they do go. They do point out his backstory, which is way more badass than this, that they uh, arrested him when they found him. He had skinned three victims alive or he oh, had skinned okay. three victims. And that's when uh, Eddie and uh, Charlie arrested him. So his backstory is pretty fucking badass, but yeah, right. they had to tone him down like fucking crazy. He just kind of morphs green screen style into whoever he's pretending to be. Yeah. And at one point, Donald Trump to get some money because I guess he blew all of his money on a box of wigs that he doesn't need. Wigs and mustaches. Yeah. And mustaches. I love that. I don't like, understand that. Why does he need prop hair and facial hair when he could just face off himself? It, well, he could yeah. just change his face. Like, you don't need prop wigs. Like, he can change his hair, too, specifically, when he specifically said he couldn't, but then he just does later. Just every single time he morphs, it's just the hair and facial hair goes with it, and it doesn't matter. He just, like, so, like, here's the order of events. So, like, A, he breaks out of uh, the fucking prison or whatever, wherever the fuck he was by disguising well, himself on, as some on. dude. Hold on, hold on. Let's... The, okay. Let's not gloss over that part, because that part raises a gigantic question for uh, the face-off episode, which I think was episode four. So in episode yeah. four, where they're doing the face-off, this the cartel specifically brings up to that uh, doctor's uh, fucking gala party, specifically because he is San Francisco's most successful and best fucking face-off plastic surgeon oh, guy. But this guy is such a great fucking plastic surgeon doctor that he created the face-off magic serum that just, like, the synthetic props or whatever the fuck he said, science talk, he uses in his face-off plastic surgeries allows people to just change faces like this guy does. So how is he not the fucking number one plastic surgeon in the San Francisco area as opposed to that guy from the face-off episode? That's true, yeah. This guy's way fucking better. It's like, this guy can just morph his face into anything he wants now because of this surgery. It's pretty awesome. Um, so anyway, he breaks out of this thing and this guy, they establish he has money. He's rich, right? So he goes with his girlfriend to the wig store and he's like, buys like this huge box of wigs it's, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like the man of a thousand faces, baby. It's a it's single just, just cardboard watch. box. Yeah, full just with wigs and facial hair like props tossed into it, like nothing fancy. It's not like he's bought like entire like store full of like endless cases of wigs. It's a single box that he carries one handed. It's nothing big. (laughs) Like it would probably cost him maybe like I don't know. Wigs are real. They're pretty real. Authentic wigs are expensive. Like yeah. So maybe this costs him like a thousand, two thousand fucking dollars, but still. Like, it shouldn't bankrupt him this completely. Yeah, to where he has to be like, oh, I spent too much money on wigs in the next scene. It's like, man, those wigs were expensive. I'm going to go into this bank. And then he looks at a Donald Trump book and turns into Donald Trump and just like, they they just give him money. They're like, oh, um, it's you. Uh, Here's some money for you. And that was about it. And then he just has more money. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, why does he need the money? I thought he was good on money. Yeah, it's it's really weird. <laughs> Shouldn't have bought all those wigs. Because then he morphs into Donald Trump right before our very eyes. It's amazing uh, special effects. And we see the hair morph. I mean, the hair morphed. He didn't put a wig on. Yeah. That, what the fuck? 
I don't understand it at all. I can't make any sense of it. <laughs> like That's he why we love the show. He didn't once change into anyone who happened to have facial hair. I really wanted to see how they explained that if he did, though. He didn't change into a lady either, like in the comic book where he cut off that woman's face and wore it. I would have liked yeah, to see he, that. No ginger. No ginger in this. I want to see how they would pull that off. It's like, oh, he just has tits now. It's fine. Oh, so in that operating room before he escapes, there's a there's a security guard that he's talking to. And this security guard is just like smoking a cigarette just in this operation room. That is, I assume, supposed to be sterile and shit. It has like all those lights. He's just like smoking. The doctor's like, you can't smoke here. He's like, fine. And then like goes out in the hallway and smokes. That guy's awesome. Fucking Chad. Yeah. And that doctor, I don't know how good of a doctor he is or if this is true. He mentioned something about how um, on everybody, the right eye is bigger than the left. It Was he talking about everybody... In general, or just everybody who does this thing, or just the nightman? I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Did you well, put any, your... Did you look into this at all? I mean, no. Oh, I'm asking. That's what I'm doing now. I'm asking you. Asking me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Sure. I mean, sure. <laughs> I saw the nightman's costume. It's a big. If if eye. if the nightman television show aired this as a fact, it's a fact. I'm siding with that doctor. How dare you question him? That's true. I won't question him again. What the fucking hell? What are you doing? Are you playing a jingle in your background? Or is that like a car? Somebody, Somebody's honking horns in the background here. There's like fucking cops. Get kill, out there and tell them to shut the fuck up. It's night talk time. Yeah. There's like there's like sirens blaring and people honking and shit. I can hear a siren now. It better yeah. be so fucking dead. Cunts. Yeah, seriously. Shut up, you cunts. It's just getting louder. How is it getting even closer? It's getting closer to you. It is. It's It's right outside your window now. Don't these cunts know I'm recording a podcast? What the fuck? You put your sign up on the outside window, didn't you? I know. Of course. Jesus, I get it. You can drive fast. Woo. Fuck the police. Okay. Yeah, fuck the police. Like, aside from Donald Trump, there was a, a second... Like, all right, so... Every time we cut to the House of Soul tonight, we did get three musical performances but on yeah. the on the marquee it says johnny domino with special guest big time operation and like they oh, cut yeah. to this marquee with that band's name on it seven fucking times during the course of this episode i'm like holy shit this has to be some real swing band that was fairly big and successful at the end of the 90s i went everywhere i went on spotify and wikipedia there is no no record of them as like a real band anywhere that I could find. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's fucking weird. Cause why the fuck do we keep cutting to the marquee saying their name unless they're an actual like special guest star on this episode? Yeah, th- it was, uh, it was very strange that band because like their very last performance at the end, people were, they're, they're playing this like downer, like bluesy song, like, you know, just depressing and shit, you know, train, keep a come, murder train to come in and shit. And there's people like swing dancing to this like super like down song, just like really bluesy shit. And they're they're swing dancing in the crowd. It's like, what the fuck are these people dancing to? Like, because at the end of the 90s, like that was like that brief period for like seven ish years where like every musical genre for some reason was like really big and would get played on the radio and shit all the time. Like I remember like Cherry Poppin' Daddies and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy were swing bands that would be on the radio all the fucking time. So, like, it wasn't out of the question that this could be a real band, but I found zero yeah. record of them anywhere online as as anything. Right. I don't understand why the fuck we had to advertise them so much then. I, I don't know. I mean, just put, just, just have Johnny Domino on there. That's all I need to know about. I only need, I guess, so you know that there's another, another band that could be playing there instead of Johnny. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, Johnny had, during his first set, he played with that band, but he also had a special guest on the keyboard. Oh, yeah. The, the new D.A. Lee Prescott. He he had the fakest piano playing ever. That was that was really good piano playing acting. He's, he's the next Jubilee Jones, man. Yeah, I guess so. He's got to sing songs about earthquakes. Or no, he's, he's got to like... He's going to sing, sing songs about, about else. attempted yeah. murders on the mare. 
He's going to sing about shape-shifting guys turning into presidents and robbing banks. The other thing that was strange about that special guest that he had was after they're set, they're sitting around having drinks and this hot blonde comes up and she's like, oh, can I get your autograph? And Johnny obviously is like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Here's here's my and she's like, oh, no, not you. Uh, this guy. It, why? What the fuck is that all about? They never really went back to it. They established that the guy was like banging some other girl, which is fine. But like, I think it wasn't the girl asking for his autograph. So what the fuck? It's the big DA in town, man. Everyone wants a piece of that political superstar. She, they never came back to it, though, which is I thought they were going to be like, oh, yeah, because she's trying to, like, frame him or something or something. It's just weird to, like, get this guy's autograph. No, it was just to create a, a funny moment where Johnny Domino's head was too ego was too big for his head. But I don't believe that Johnny was two seconds away from offering that girl drinks on the house for the rest yeah. of the night so he could fuck her. <laughs> Free drinks. Yeah. Um, I just don't believe that she doesn't want Johnny Domino's autograph in House of Soul and wants some cops autograph. Just doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's and, TV. It's not real. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then the other thing, too, like that the uh, his friend had like evil thoughts, which was like committing adultery. So I guess that's like an evil thought. It's just kind of funny. It's that's. That seems like less evil than like trying to murder somebody to me, but it's like a, on a, that's a, that's a way lower level. So like, how low does it go? It's like, I'm going to steal that piece of gum. His, his, he starts getting a headache. He has to pick a juice. Yeah. And like, if you just think about like murdering somebody instead of actually intending to murder somebody, does that count? It's like, oh, I'd never, but I'm going to imagine murdering that guy. Minority Report all over again. I don't know. Where do you draw the line in precognition shit? I mean, I guess at the thought, you should just melt him with the, the just neutrino, neutrino gun. gun. Yeah, neutrino gun the fuck out of him. Instantly. Yeah. Like, oh man, I've been out of work. I've been hungry for a fucking week. Starving to death. I'm gonna go in and steal this candy bar to try to get some kind of nutrition. Or not a candy yeah. bar, a granola bar maybe. You just instantly get zapped with that gun because of that thought. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. That's justice. Oh, um, and then the uh, Death Mask's girlfriend is uh, telling him, like, oh, you should change into Mel Gibson later and fuck me, which that's pretty funny. Mel Gibson is not really like a sex symbol anymore, really. Well, I mean, this was so it's, it's funny 25 here. years ago when I he know, was yeah. still... But yeah, it didn't age. Hard to it didn't age well either. <laughs> oh, you got to turn into Bill Cosby next. <laughs> I love those outdated references. And also, well, I'll talk about the end later, but we'll get back to that. The uh, oh, the sh- back to and Death Mask is pretty fucking hilarious because he just he steals the likeness of um, Frank Dominus's old partner and goes to some Charlie. like fancy party. Yeah, Charlie, and he goes to some fancy party and just like talks to i don't even know who these guys he was talking to were but he's like when are you limey cunts gonna be kicked out of ireland and to like this english guy and he's like oh my i beg your pardon and then he's like yeah fuck you and then he just like chugs like a champ glass of champagne and just like fucking punches another dude as hard as he can in the face just to make the charlie look like a huge fucking asshole it's like that's that's like the funniest power ever that that guy is fucking hilarious racial slur punch see ya fuck this guy I mean, he is specifically going after everyone who put him away in jail, so that's why he's trying to ruin Charlie's life as well. Yeah, true. The Nightman is somehow flying even higher this episode. Like, you thought he was flying high in the previous episodes. He's flying way higher in this episode. Was he? Oh, yeah. This is like the the lights from the city are just like those little dots, and he's like well above the cloud. I mean, he's, he's flying as high as an clouds. airplane would. Oh, he's always above the clouds, but I always feel like he's just above the clouds. This one, I feel like he's high above the clouds. He's, he's like, um, international flight high. It's, it's, it's really fucking high, even higher. He's, he's reaching new heights. He'll be on the moon next episode. Probably. So I hope he goes to space. They reuse that same green screen effect with the, uh, falling off the golden gate bridge again. Fuck yeah. But at this time, it seemed like the guy fell into it 
instantly. Like every other time we have like 25 minute drops so that Johnny Domino can fly from perched up atop the tower or atop the bridge down to like rescue whoever just in the nick of time. But this week's yeah. episode, he just drops the guy. It shows the green screen of him falling for like two tenths of a second. And then he is just down there dead in the water or so we're led to believe. It's weird yeah. how they pick and choose when to make it last a long, long time or uh, as opposed to an instant drop. Yeah, but I like that, though. Johnny can just get in whenever he needs to. It's a hero. All right. What else you got? Nothing. All right. Let's talk about the ending of this episode, because I, I am unclear about what happened. So that guy fell really quickly into the water, right? But it then like later. Yes. But then later, like um, Johnny has his like evil thought power go off and his the evil thought that he sensed was like this dude sitting on a beach with his girlfriend and then turning into Johnny Domino and the girlfriend is like, "Ooh yeah, let's fuck now. And then he like changes back and then um, they come back and Frank's like, oh, I bet we'll uh, never see him again. And then like the uh, Charlie, Johnny and um, Raleigh go to shake his hand like i'll take that bet it's like so so what does that mean what was that evil thought is frank face mask or death mask is that what they're trying to tell me oh that guy survived the fall he went to one of his uh the girl keeps like asking him trying to figure out like what of his wealth is still intact yeah and she specifically asked him about like his uh whatever is like various islands and his shareholders on his offshore accounts so he's still rich, and uh, they're just on one of his deserted islands fucking now while he dresses up as Johnny Domino for. I never gotten any impression that it was Frank. Well, how'd you come up with that one? But, but wait, where is he getting the evil thought, though? Is he hearing that evil thought from halfway around the world on some island? I didn't pay attention that it was him hearing him do this. I just thought that that's how they closed the episode to imply that he'd be back later. I don't know. It, it was a weird ending. He had his, he had that whole like, like extreme close up on the eyes. Like, Oh, I hear something uh, thing when he hears evil thoughts. So that's, it was an evil thought that he heard. Oh, I, didn't I don't notice know who thought it was. All right. Well, weird ending. I think maybe Frank is now uh death mask. All right. Anyway, great show. Hilarious special guests, um, the incredible villains. Ten out of ten. This was probably the weakest of all the episodes I thought so far. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. It had some good stuff in it. Like I I love the villain, and yeah, I I just need more like Johnny blowing sacks and stuff. But I need a good mix of Johnny blowing sacks and Nightman. You know, I, have, I need to have a good half and half. And I think this one was a little light on the Nightman aspects of a, of a lot of it. Still trying to find that winning balance, I think. Yeah. And like, that's the problem with those X-Men crossovers is it's zero Johnny Domino, except for the end of Gambit. And like, that's a big problem. You need some Johnny Domino in there because that's fucking awesome, too. And that kind of brings us into our next section here about because we kind of get into a lot more Johnny Domino. So Nightman issues four to six. So like Nightman is talking about um, his, uh, how he's like, oh man, I haven't been blowing sacks enough lately. So I got to get back to being Johnny and just he's, blow sacks. Yeah. He's rusty. Like, Fuck. Yeah. And like, I think that's what I needed. Cause like Johnny is fucking great in the comics too. Cause he's such a like narcissistic asshole. He's like driving around his, his brand new Miata that he got from his settlement money from the States from his like slip on PP money. That's fucking awesome. He's like, now I'm sitting pretty financially, but I'm not blowing sacks. That was a quote that I wrote down, direct quote. Here's another good quote. Charming and cute don't necessarily it's, turn me on. I had now. that one too. <laughs> but jazz might. <laughs> like, these, yeah. these two girls at the gym are trying to hit on Johnny after they watch him shred. Yeah. And see how like bulging his uh, muscles and shit are. And they come up and they start flirting with him and they're like, oh, well, maybe after you finish up, we could buy you a juice at the juice bar. And that's what he quotes or that's what he does. That quote, like, charming and cute might not turn me on anymore, but blowing some sacks might. 
<laughs> like that's that's what he said in his head but to them he said like not a chance yeah it's like I well, don't why know not that. so he keeps picture <laughs> so we finally get rihanna introduced in the yeah. uh, comics in this one and she's uh he keeps seeing her and ginger the victim of death mask from issue one for whatever reason he's haunted still by her three issues later and these girls keep like transforming in his head into them and that's why he's like no chance immediately snapping at the two attractive young ladies offering to buy him juice at the end of the night love it that's very funny he also says i'm going into the jazz like when he's playing to like clear his head it's like i'm going into it fuck (laughs) yeah so like all right, so before we realize Rita Diamond is Rihanna's, like, stage name, uh, she finds Johnny Domino. She was that lady from the uh, first issue when he was being watched at the cafe while he was, like, talking to Ginger and shit. And she tries to hire him to play some jazz at this uh, big gala thing that her and her husband, fiance are having. And he's like, oh, I've, I've been out of the jazz game for a while now. It's been too long since I've been blowing some sacks. And so she eventually, she finally like accepts the gig. He's like, all right, maybe blowing some jazz. That'll get me back into being rock hard again. So he accepts. And at the concert, he takes a break after one song. And he's like, all right, this is a new song I just wrote last week called Jumpstart. But that immediately cancels out everything he was saying during like the opening monologue of this issue That's where he's true. like, I haven't blown sax in so fucking long, I just miss it, man. It's like, yeah, I just sat down and wrote a brand new track last week, but how? Yeah, that's true. Those two statements conflict. That's why I love Johnny. He's like, he's a jazz man. He doesn't like concern himself with like details and conflicts of details. He just like, he just tells it like it is, you know? It's fucking cool. And he wears those sunglasses. I, you know, I really like that he wears the stupid sunglasses in the comic too. They, they really fucked up by not having that in the show. Oh, so it's at that party, the power goes out and the, uh, what turns out to be, uh, Ryan and takes a woman to like kill, to like replenish her. Uh, she has to like re up on her immortality every six years by drinking the blood of an innocent or something. But anyway, she captures Johnny or she captures uh, this girl Johnny follows and um, she's wearing like this robe and stuff and they start fighting and she's like saying like, oh, yeah, I've been alive for 5000 years and shit. And Johnny's like, oh, no, 4700. Yeah. And then Johnny's like, oh, no, I better uh, try and do that. And he like starts to pull out a gun. So I guess he just carries a gun with him, too. And he's like, yeah. no, I'm not going to shoot her yet. It's, I'm going to try to do this cleanly. It's like she just said she was like an immortal being and you're just like oh maybe i won't use my gun that'd be too violent but i like that he carries it though i just i just like the fact that it's there he always has the option to just shoot you in the face if he if all else fails fuck yeah better safe than sorry that's true and like this is the first time we actually saw him wielding a gun in the comics so i just i, I just love that he has it Some, it's hilarious sometimes your lasso isn't gonna cut it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> You gotta blast someone in the face sometimes. That's plan A, plan B, just handgun to the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Also about um Johnny lifting weights. He was saying, like, last night I played blues, this morning I pump iron. So that's another good quote. I like how much sweat there was on him the entire workout. Oh yeah. He's I mean, he's into it. That's what you're supposed to do at the gym. You gotta sweat. Get sweat all over the place. He didn't towel off any of the equipment he was using. No, fuck that. Also, when Johnny turned down those two girls at the gym, they're like, oh, he's probably just gay. Yeah, that, that was, I, I did like that. I, I forgot that about too. that part. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> well, okay. Makes sense. Okay, so then after Ryanon gets away, the what was the name of those five? The team of bad guys, the Sinister Five. T-N-T-N-T. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Because their names, there's three people that start with T and two that start with N. I didn't write them down except T-Rex. Wait a sec. I wrote down all their names. Wait, so you're jumping. So they're located in Sunnyvale. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. Sunnyvale, Sunnyvale, California. California. Not Canada, though. But wait. Yeah. Torso, Naeda, Tuggin, 
Narani and Tyrannosaurus Rex. Holy shit. That's how they came up with that acronym? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. Cool. Oh, yeah. They're they're owned by J.D. Hunt. So he's back. Yeah, Hunt. Chad Hunt or whatever the kid's name is. I I wrote down here, so Torso, he's kind of like a... A combination of arms fall apart boy who was TDK in the Suicide <laughs> Squad 2 mixed with like Reed Richards sort of. He he oh, doesn't yeah. have any limbs. They're just like electric waves, but he could stretch them out as far as he wants. Dyad yeah. controls water. She's simple enough. Tuggan is basically the silver samurai from uh, X-Men. Uh, Nurani is a fire character. And Tyrannosaurus Rex he turns himself into a man-sized dinosaur. Yeah, he's like a scorpion, basically, but a T-Rex instead yeah. of a scorpion. Yeah. I liked him. He was my favorite. I, so, towards the end of this, for some reason, uh, Nightman keeps referring to Rex as king. Yeah, I, was, she- I noted that too. He, it's, this book is way ahead of its time. Yeah, like as opposed to like, yes, queen, it's like, yeah, king. That's what I assume is how it's being supposed to be read. Well, yeah, there's like a the meme where people call some other guy king. It's like when two men talk to each other to encourage each other. I mean, yeah, it's just like the yes queen, but funnier because it's the uh, yes Chad meme as well. Dude, why does all of pop culture steal everything from Nightman 25 years ago? This is fucking weird. It is. Yeah, I can't believe how like relevant this this book still is. More people need to know about the Nightman because it's it's just good. It's just so good. So when they're introducing the uh, TNTNT team, uh, JD lists off like all his various ultras that are under his control. And at the end of this list, he mentions a character named Candy Girl. <clears throat> and there's a one of those like little like asterisk sidebar mm-hmm. panel notes at the very bottom of the panel with him mentioning her. And it says she's his personal pleasure droid that later becomes electric cutie. So basically JD hunt created his own sex doll Android. And at some point in time, she got tired of getting pumped full of his disgusting cum and decided to be a superhero. Like question mark. Like what? This is fucking insane. Way ahead of its time. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff, man. So let's see what other notes I have here. They mentioned, so the very intro of this, Shiny Domino's just hanging out by like a newsstand, listening to people rant and rave and chit chat about fucking Nightman. And people mention all these other Ultraverse characters, like uh, the Strangers team again. They mentioned someone called Prime and they mentioned someone called Hardcase. I don't know who Hardcase is, but he's going to be my favorite, I think. He sounds awesome. Yeah. And then there's these two older guys during that part who start name dropping Willie Mays and Joe DiMaggio. Baseball characters. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Cool. Sports. That was in my notes, too. Who, who would win? Willie Mays or um, Nightman? Or sorry, who's a, big, who's a bigger hero is the question. What do you think? Willie Mays. San Francisco. Does he blow sacks? He catches insane baseballs that no one else could make catches on. Okay, I guess he's the winner then. Yeah, easily he wins. Yeah. Nightman's still proving himself. He's still cutting his teeth on the streets. This is only That's issue true. four, man. He's nowhere near the status level of fucking Willie Mays in San Francisco. Yeah. Though it's issue four, but it feels like it feels uh, like he's been doing it forever. Though to be fair, I think Willie Mays played for the New York Giants before they even moved out there. I don't it's a long time ago, I don't fucking know. I'm not good with history. Um, All right. He actually introduced his band for the first time. Joe Green is his drummer, and Sally Wagner is his, or sorry, Joe Green is on the keyboard, and Sally Wagner is his drummer. That's that's surprising. Normally he's just like, yeah. hey, I'm Johnny Domino, I'm the star, fuck everyone else. What? All right, so it's here true. we go. When they're at that gala, and he first notices uh, Rihanna in the uh, fucking cloak costume she's chloroforms these two ladies that she's trying to steal because she needs like the essence of three human beings every 4700 years like we talked about 
Uh, Johnny goes through this like trap maze amusement park style to try to like chase her down to save these ladies. And he jumps over like a, or he almost falls into like a, a pit of spikes, but he's able to use his lasso and like pull himself up and avoid it. And during that, he uses the phrase trick or treat, smell my feet as a grown adult human being. <laughs> Who the awesome. fuck who's under the age, who isn't age six or younger has ever used that phrase? Johnny Domino. Fucking A, man. This dude's <laughs> awesome. It's pretty cool. Uh, Nightman. All right, so I have here, when we were talking about, like, cops fuck the police and shit, I have Nightman is right. The police are all dirty until they prove themselves clean. Fuck the police. Because, like, there's this one part shortly after that whole gala thing where Rihanna and finally, like, unveils herself to him at the very end where he's like talking to the cops after he saves those two ladies from the chloroforming uh harvesting shit and uh the one like lead detective is like look you're gonna have to tell me everything you're a vigilante we don't trust you he's like look you're a fucking cop you don't get any trust from me until you prove yourself to not be dirty <laughs> as fuck man cops are the bad guys like even That's fucking true. this shit back then johnny domino and nightman were ahead of the game on they knew. Fucking A. He even references Rodney King during this uh, speech to that guy. Yeah. That's true. The last note I had here. Uh, Rita Diamond, Rihanna's uh, current fiance, that Roger guy, he had the audacity to call Nightman a, slim, a slimy creep and swing on him when Johnny Domino went to que- or when Nightman went to question him about Rihanna. Yeah. That's a fucking up. fool. Seriously. You don't swing on Nightman. No, no, no. You're going to get tased. And then blasted in the face if that doesn't work. That's plan B. Yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> the second option. <laughs> he just has like all the stuff that cops have really like the, as far as weapons. I like what he's fighting the TNTNT team. He, yeah. he explains how uh, if you're hanging from a tree and you're not touching the ground, you won't get electrocuted from water and electricity because you're not on the ground. And that's how he stopped Nadina, or Nadia, whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, more more science from the Nightman. Yeah, yeah I, I like how quickly he was able to beat the TNTNT. <laughs> yeah, I love... Like he, he just like immediately just like murdered you. You separate them, them and they are fucking useless. If yeah, they're, if they're so. attacking you five on one, not a problem. But yeah, one on one. I love that Tyrannosaurus was so like fucking like offended that JD Hunt would send all five of them to handle the Nightman instead of just letting him go one on one with him. We saw how quickly he were defeated one on one. You dumb cunt. JD Hunt is very smart. Yeah, he he. This isn't his first rodeo. I love yeah. that to defeat Torso, he <laughs> immediately picks up a saw blade or a power saw and just yeah, starts threatening to like cut off this uh, poor amputee guy's imaginary limbs just to like, like triggering triggering this PTSD. insanely traumatic experience <laughs> for the poor yeah. guy. And that's how he awesome. defeats him. That is awesome. But I also love that if that didn't defeat him, Johnny Domino was willing to go like full on butcher style and just saw him in fucking half. If it came to right. that. <laughs> He's nope. always ready to do zero it chill with John, with the night man. Yeah. Plan B is always just, just brutally. Whatever executes people. this person. That's plan B every time plan a, I'll try to stop them if I can. And it doesn't cost me too much damage or effort. <laughs> plan B. Fuck you. You had your chance. Execution. Yeah, plan B, neutrino gun, and throw you that's, down an elevator shaft. That's the ultimate. That's such a great backup plan. Just fucking it murder is. them and let the cops worry about it. Who cares? It's awesome. You, you just, like, carry the gun just for that. Like, that's what Spider-Man should do. He should just have, like, a gun just in case. Like, he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Just, like, blast people. More heroes need that. Batman should start doing that. He should, yeah. I mean, he basically already just murders the fuck out of people, so why not start? I like that in this one, too, with the uh, TNTNT team. We also get a hint of Nightman trying to become, like, the world's greatest detective, Batman-style, where he uh, he notices that 
uh, who is it? The Mr. Peters, the guy who's buying up Playland, the Adventureland thing, the amusement yeah. park. He notices that that guy's car has got some drops of water on it, even though it hasn't rained yeah, in days. And he's like, tried to world's greatest detective the shit out of this mystery. So he just licks the roof of the car or the roof of the trunk. And he's like, ooh, I thought so. Salt water. He was by the ocean somewhere. God damn it, Nightman. Way better than Batman. He Fuck is. Bruce Wayne. Oh, also, Johnny was, um, he has this pirate radio station. And so, like, in the modern day remake of uh, The Nightman, he would be a podcaster, dude. This would be perfect. Like, this, this is like our, our type of hero right here. He just podcasts and blows sacks and, uh, murders to, if he can't apprehend within well, yeah. five minutes. <laughs> tries to subdue criminals, but just murders it, them if he can't. If it takes yeah. more than five minutes, he's got places to be, man. He ain't fucking he's around. Got sacks to blow. He's got to upload that new episode. Yeah. So you got to do the editing. And you shit. had your chance. You decided to fight back. Now you die. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. All right, what what else you got about this? Nothing. All right, great. Ten show. out of ten. Uh, great this comic. thing was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, this is like way better than the X Men stuff. So maybe Marvel just really fucking ruined the Nightman because like the crossover stuff just was not doing it for me as much as this was. This was really fucking doing it. It was really funny. Well, that Can't crossover stuff was to relaunch Nightman. I read up on this shit today. Okay. So like the the original like I think I said it was twenty three issue run ended and then that's when they did the wolverine crossover followed by the gambit crossover those were supposed to relaunch the nightman and that was it did relaunch it but it was only like a five issue run and then that's when marvel bought malibu comics and that's kind of they ended the ultraverse and they were originally trying at marvel to bring it back around like 2003 ish but uh jose kidia i think i forget the guy i forget the guy that they quoted but he said that at this point in time, because of the way the deal was structured, it's kind of impossible for Marvel to bring back the Ultraverse, even though most of them want them back. So it's kind of just sitting there, unusable, dead material, until whenever that deal runs out, hopefully, and someone else can uh, revive it. That's sad. I hope that happens in our lifetime. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Speaking of Nightman's best friend, Wolverine. Yeah. You know who has gotten rebooted a thousand times? Who would that be? Wolverine. Ex-Deaths of Wolverine. Not what I was thinking this was going to be at all. It There's not enough Wolverine in it, you know? Like, especially at first, it's like we're not following Wolverine at all. But uh, the the villain in this, Moira, she does do a uh, do a death mask, a classic death mask, and like... Rips off so, um, Banshee's face and wears no, it to get into no, Krakoa. Is no. that what happens? A lot more what than that. It? She had an okay. entire skin bodysuit of the Banshee that she okay. just somehow had stored <laughs> somewhere in Scotland just in case a day ever came where she couldn't like access the uh, Krakoa gateway anymore. How in the fuck did you have that kind of like foresight to picture like I, I might lose my mutant to powers someday when Ford shoots me with a gun on this spin-off book that we didn't read but just in case that happens I'm gonna skin my best fucking friend alive and keep a bodysuit of him just in case I need it someday that's fucking hardcore man always gotta be prepared Jesus Christ I guess but yeah I like that I like the skin suit so like I, I like this villain it's very funny she's so like I don't know what it was, maybe two months ago, we read the Powers of X book, I think it was, and that was going through all the lives of Moira Mittaggart, and like at the very end of that, she meets with Charles Xavier finally, and they plot something, and that's how Krakoa became this own sovereign state with the mutants, like finally in power again, and it says at one point in time, another one of those little asterisks, like see here type of things, says uh, Inferno volumes one through four that's where like we see ford shoot moira mctaggart with that little power off down gun that she used at the very end on wolverine and that that's where that happened so at some point in time during the course of krakoa they decided that moira mctaggart went from being the savior of all mutant kind to now being like the biggest 
enemy against them and they are all they send mystique and like a parallax powered wolverine to try to execute her for some reason that's that's an insane fall from grace right there yeah i like that that wolverine he's like erasing memories with his claws now so that's cool wait when did you do that part um when he was talking to uh the business guy or whatever He's like, I promise I won't kill you if you tell me what oh, I want to know. Yeah, when yeah. he just like lobotomizes him. Yeah, yeah. He's doing that with his claws now. He's like x-raying him. It's like, Jesus. This Wolverine is the coolest looking Wolverine I've ever seen, though. I have to admit that. He looked fucking awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Like he's So he and Moira McTaggart somehow both have... Uh, it's, uh, it's what Warlock is. He's, he's this parallax... He's from a, another planet, and he comes to Earth six one six, and he beco- joins the New Mutants, and uh, he's he's like this hive alien thing, and at some point in time he takes over Cipher, and they bond as one, and that's kind of what helped Cipher crack the code with Krakoa to turn it into this fucking living nation and shit, but Warlock has always kind of had this like evil alien power thing that he's always just kind of been able to like contain. And for some reason in this, Wolverine is now infected by it from like thousands of years in the future. And somehow Moira McTaggart, we never see why the fuck she has like a a parallax arm, but she does. And in one of the most hardcore other moments, other than skinning your friend alive, she's in the bathtub at a hotel, realizing that that's what they're using to track her. She just has herself a bottle of whiskey and then decides to perform surgery by amputating her own arm like a total fucking badass so that they can stop tracking her with it and then she blows up Mystique when Mystique like pinpoints that that's where she's at. Larry McTaggart's like the fucking Terminator in this book. It's crazy. Yeah. She's a fucking boring ass scientist character from what I remember from decades ago this is a complete 180 in her characteristics yeah i was very amused by moira i liked her antics over oh the parallax so at some point in time here i i noted that he's just warlockerine as opposed to wolverine since he keeps having that warlock power thing but he starts using handguns on CIA agents in this, and that's the coolest Wolverine's ever been, ever. That is pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, they also had one CIA agent who was in a wheelchair, and I thought that was weird. Why? Because, like, you need to, like, be able to go upstairs. Not if you're a CIA not agent. Not the upper heads. Well, she's she's in the field. No, she was just leading the team. Yeah, it's still, even still, I don't know. I think there's just, there's just too many limitations for that to be effective. I mean, if someone's running downhill, then you're at a big, she doesn't chase you're people. at a big advantage. She's the brains. I think she's, she was there. She was in the field. She should have been in the office and then it would be fine. No, but she was trying to get that scientist guy, Abnar, to come with her for his protection. You want to send your your figurehead to like be the one to introduce your team and welcome him aboard. So I guess it's totally normal that you have a wheelchair CIA person. You have to you have to combat wheelchair Charlie X with wheelchair Agent Rivera. There can only be one wheelchair. Yeah, that's what this ultimate showdown is eventually leading to. Yeah. And she's probably in that wheelchair because somebody shot a CIA agent. So that's pretty cool. I mean, she could have just been born like that, but... Don't you have to, like, pass physical tests? I don't fucking know how the CIA works. I've never applied. No. Do you? I I would imagine so, but, like, all the cops are, like, fat and retarded, so I guess it's not that hard. And racist. And racist. You have to be racist to be a cop. Yeah. Yeah. You also have to be fat and to have never left your hometown. Okay, what else about this book? Honey Badger's codename is no longer Honey Badger. She's now called Scout. I think Honey Badger was better. Honey Badger was fucking awesome, yeah. Yeah. It's disappointing. 
Moira goes to pay a visit to a doctor at the very beginning, and it's fucking Thor. Whoa. Badass. Yeah, Jane Foster. Yeah. The real Thor. About to see her in the movies soon, right? Yeah. This book was not very good. No. It's not what I was hoping to see. I was really hoping they were just going to murder Wolverine, like, continuously. I didn't get that. He didn't really die a bunch of times like he would have wanted. Oh, actually, I do have one note. Um, Professor X is, like, sitting at a leather daddy party in the park um, in his mind, and nobody addressed that. What, what, What was that? Where was he sitting? It was from that House of Powers of X book from when he and Moira first met up to devise oh. the plan. I don't remember the leather daddy. Wait, what do you there. mean leather? Why are you calling it that? There's a dude who's just like wearing like leather assless chaps or something in the background. And they're just like, what? oh yeah, there was. I don't know if they were assless, but they were, they were chaps. Oh. What issue was that? <laughs> ah, fuck, fuck it. There's a guy end. in there. He was there. Probably was the last issue. It was. I'll see if I can find it, and then I'm going to stick it on the cover photo of this episode Do so it. you can see it. I will. I didn't notice that. Okay. It was pretty cool. As they would say in Nightman, probably, he's probably just gay. Probably. If he refuses juice, he's got to be. All right. I found a review for this. You want to hear that? Yeah. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. All right. This one is one star, a step too far. I really enjoyed the art and overall story in this issue, but Moira's method for gaining entrance to Krakoa was ridiculous. We are supposed to hate her, which was cemented with this act, but why take it so far? I'm ready for the Krakoan age to be over. So this guy was not a fan of the face wearing. Of, yeah, of murdering one of the thousands of banshees to... Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Banshee just regenerates at Krakoa, so it doesn't harm him in yeah. the long run. I mean, in that moment, it's going to fucking hurt, but... I, I hope she has a closet full of skins. Yeah. I hope she's done awesome. this to every single character. Yeah. Just in case. You never know when. You need it. You haven't thought of the smell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she's a she's an advanced scientist. She can figure out a way to, like, yeah, breathe the shit out of that, that smell. Right. All right, that's all I had. That guy hates the best part of this book. Fool. Seriously. Too far. Fuck you. Not far enough. Right. Hope she has his dick, too. She's got the full body cast. I would assume there's part dick. Yeah, just take the whole dick. Just leave it attached. All right, what do you want to do for next week? So... Is mentioned in this in my notes. Inferno one through four from twenty twenty one by Jonathan Hickman. See why Moira McTaggart loses her powers and becomes a bad guy somehow. Alright. Sounds fun. It's probably gonna suck. Probably. Alright. Um I wanna bring in Hotline Miami Wildlife. Did you ever play Hotline Miami? No, it's a game. Yeah, it's fun. So I'm just going to go, there's eight issues, so just one to four. I don't want to read eight issues. What kind of game is it? A it's Switch? like a top-down shooter thing. I think it's on everything. You uh, wear like a chicken mask and you go in and uh, to these, uh, it's, you know, it's top-down, so you like see the whole map, and you go in and you have to kill all the guys, basically, without getting killed. Oh. Yeah, it's cool. And obviously, Nightman, episode seven. See who their special guest is in that one. Man, yeah, they're they're getting some big, big name people. They are. So join us next week for that. And in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. At DC the God. Follow us at Giraffes HBT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir for the music, and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. See you next week. Bye.
PlayStation, or it wasn't PlayStation, but did you see that it was announced that Arkham Knights is only going to be available for PS5 and whatever the new Xbox version is? It's oh, really? Coming to 4 and 360. Damn. That fucking sucks. I was looking forward to that game. Finally got an upgrade. Yeah. It's time. Some years. Still play mine. Yeah, but not not as often as you once did when it was yeah. new and exciting. It's because I have Elden Ring right now. It's less exciting yeah, than fun. Death Stranding. Have you have you been streaming it to make yourself look like an asshole to the Elden Ring fans? No. But I should. I'm getting it kind of now. But it's just like you know, if it's like the weak guys, I can, I have no problem with those guys now, but like the, the bosses, it's like, man, it's, I, how many times I have to try this boss? I just got to learn more magic spells and other things to like fudge it. I don't, I've never tried it. I don't know how any of it works. I don't know either, but I just see on the internet, people look down upon uh, using magic spells in the game and using summons. Which I'm I'm trying to do. I the character the type of character I picked is not like built toward magic, unfortunately. So I have to like up that uh, trait to like make myself able to use magic spells, and that's taking me too long. Why but didn't you just make yourself those. a full on magician? I didn't know. It was confusing at first because like they don't tell you. Oh, it's a magic musician or a magician. Musician. It's it's just like yes yeah, or that. You're the Johnny Domino of this world. Right. That was, I would have picked that one. I want to blow sacks. And that's how I want to solve my problems. But anyway, it was it was confusing. I didn't it wasn't clear to me at the beginning um which thing did what. Mm. I just like Googled what's the easiest one to to play as, and I just picked that one. But for some reason it's not built for magic stuff. So why is that the easiest one? They were clearly lying to you. Yeah, they really fucked me. And I don't want to start over. So here I am. Alright, so you ready for this Doctor Strange spoiler shit? Yeah, yeah. What's um Professor X was in it. Fuck yeah. So is Mr. Fantastic. Black Bull. Was that Jim from the office as yeah. Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, that's funny. Black Bolt was in it, yeah. Anson Mount returns. I love when Wanda yeah. just fucking makes like she doesn't even waste time. It takes her like two minutes to wipe out this entire like ultra powerful Illuminati bullshit team. This is the weakest yeah, Illuminati cool. I've ever seen, but Yeah. I love that she just makes Black Bolt blow himself up because he's a fucking retard apparently in this. And she yeah. just slices straight uh fantastic into little bits. I do like that she uh impales What's the shitty Captain America, the girl America, or girl Britain? Oh, on her shield. That was cool. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I like that they killed that fucking uh, girl Captain America. That's like somehow they made Captain America even shittier with that. Because that stupid what if show. That's where they introduced that that girl. Fuck that show. I'm glad she's dead. Good. Yeah. How though is the real Captain Marvel like? so easily defeated by just getting a statue crushed on her she's like an ultra powerful alien being that could take like thousand of close range like beatings from like fucking thanos and shit in hand-to-hand combat and still walk away from it how the fuck is that gonna be the thing that defeats her i guess it was just really heavy sure that was weak yeah that was kind of lame though i do like how like all of Sam Raimi's influence you can see all throughout this. Like it's a, like, this is like mostly a horror movie. It was awesome. Like that part, that part in the sanctorum with like the fucking mirrors and like the reflections from the puddles and shit. That was awesome. That part. Yeah. It's very, very, very evil dead. Yeah. The lot of, lot of that influence, which was, it was fun. Yeah. I'm glad Bruce Campbell got to be in it too. That was nice. Yeah, he was there selling hot dogs or something. Punching himself. Yeah. Strange so is funny. a cunt for doing that to him. Yeah. I I hate the, the jokey after post credit scenes, though, like with him punching himself. Like, man, 
I watched all those fucking words and you're just going to give me the stupid jokey one. Like show a cool character. I thought that's, I thought they did. Cleo shows up. Yeah, that was mid credits though. I need something post credits because that's where I really waste my time. No, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed the movie a lot. I like multiverse stuff. It's fun. It was way better than I was thinking it was going to be because I typically hate Doctor Strange, but I was all right. What's the deal with um, America Chavez? What 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 did she what did she do in the comics? I couldn't remember anything. I know we've seen her before. Uh, she was pretty accurate to the movie. She does punch. Oh. She teleports, but it's from dimensions or multiverses and realities as opposed to just spot A to spot B like Nightcrawler style. What is, um, does she have a superhero name or is that she just use her regular name? America Chavez. Okay. No. Alter ego. They ignore a lot of the multiverse like rules of like, why is it just this one reality that does this? Shouldn't there be like infinite realities that do this? Like, why can't there be more than one, like, evil Scarlet Witch? That doesn't make sense. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. What if she, like, why can't Scarlet Witch just go into a reality where she just died and just take over that? That'd be so much easier. And just, like, explain it. And then it'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. That's fine. That's not hurting anybody. But yeah, fun movie. I mean, I like all the rule-breaking stuff. That was what was fun about the Spider-Man things. Or the spider um, no way home thing. Why don't they go to the ultraverse in this? That'd be fucking awesome. And man, I would really be pleased if they went to the ultraverse. Did you get to someday? S- did you get to see your favorite Marvel vs. Capcom 3 DLC character, Jill Valentine? Yeah, I did. It's a pretty good scene. They popped her eye out. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Brutal. Yeah, that was cool. 